Hello, welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway. Another week and another week closer to Halo Infinite. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting kind of antsy. It's a bit of a waiting game. It really feels like we've got a ways to go, maybe because we haven't seen anything yet. We've seen like a short trailer of Halo Infinite. We've seen a, a model of what the next Xbox could look like, but it just it feels like everything is so far away, even though it's you know it's said to come out at the end of the year. Not really sure you know what's happening, how we're going to get there, whether or not it's it's all going to be successful. It's exciting, but it's nerve wracking. So today we're going to talk about it. We've got somebody who also is kind of outside the Halo space. He's uh, very involved in the esports industry overall that has a lot of great knowledge on the subject. He'll be joining us soon. Before we get there, though, we have our news, of course, with Matty Rums from DoomCombo.com. Let's take a look at the news. And there we go. Hey, How's it going, Matty? Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> Sitting there waiting. Uh, not much, man. How you doing? Eh, not bad at all. Can't complain. Yeah, we got uh, we got more news again. Is there anything exciting this week? I I kind of you know took a ganter through it. I I scrolled through a little bit and I saw you know we got a, a lot of events like little mini events still happening, but right. not too much in, yeah. in the form of updates. So let's take a look. Yeah, only updates uh, for MCC. Uh, as most people already know, they removed Penance Team Slayer from Team Hardcore because no one liked it. Right, and now we're talking about we're moving uh, uh, Beaver Creek. Slayer as well, or Battle Creek. Slayer. A battle, yeah. King of the Hill, please get rid of it. Well, <laughs> they they're okay with King. The the pro uh, I, I hate okay King. with King because that's that's more balanced. The issue is that the map is not fully symmetrical, right? right? Like you've got advantages on one side over the other that that really come into play in Slayer. But in King, at least you get the hill on both sides, so people have to you know play with those advantages disadvantages. A spawns all messed up. I just, yeah. yeah, I hate when I spawn and there's a guy sitting on top of the base right exactly. beside me. He's yeah. just You'll be needles that's, and then he spawns above. So you. aggravating for me. Yeah, so I, I understand. That. And penance is is no better. Understandable that it's gone. It's uh, you know, it's a beautiful map. I love how it looks. It played well in Halo One, but it's just it's yeah, it's it's just kind of poorly balanced for competitive play in Reach. It's just clearly one side is dominant, and that's all all that matters. Um, but yeah. yeah, other than that, in Halo Five. Uh, What's today? 28th? In two days, on the 30th, uh, Halo CE Anniversary Throwback rotates in for Rock and Rail. Okay. And Warzone Turbo goes live. And then right. next week, on the 3rd, the Double XP playlist starts in the Doubles playlist. So and like that a continues. Valentine's thing? Probably? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but that makes they, sense. Yeah. They, they That'll last a... all month, too. Uh -huh. And then uh, one more change they're making. Um, they've mentioned before that they're trying to, uh, what's the word? I guess shrink their amount yeah. of playlists that they have they're coming in. Trimming the fat. So yeah, yeah. So they're moving the ranked free for all playlist from a permanent playlist into a rotational. Yeah. Playlist. They, they must be looking at the play, playlist and taking the ones that have the lowest population numbers. And I guess they start to shave it off slowly. But in the end of the day, I'm sure there's. You know, uh, like a group of hardcore ranked free for all players who are going to be kind of upset about that. You know what I mean? Oh, There's always that one small group, so it's hard. You can't please everybody here. Um, but I know that in, in instead of that, they might be rotating in Mythic FFA. I don't see that yeah, in here. I think it's, year, it's starting with Mythic Rumble. Mythic Rumble, which is, is yeah, some sort of Mythic FFA playlist type thing. Which, which I think that's you know, going to be the first ranked uh, rotated uh -huh. rank FFA. Okay, right, right. Um, so yeah, kind of you know more options in, in the rotational side of things because I know there was a, a group of people who loved the Mythic Arena playlist and that was a rotation. Oh, yeah, that now was we have 
Now we have the CE anniversary that swaps in, and I guess it'll come back at some point. But nice to have you know a little more mythic mixed in there in, in the free for all side of things. It's something. Um, hopefully everybody's happy at some point here. We're we're, we're trying to make it work, or they are. Um, what else we got? Um, Dreamhack Halo announced the side tournament, which is uh, free for all. It's a obviously at Dreamhack Anaheim. Five thousand dollar prize pool. First place gets three thousand. Second gets fifteen hundred, and third gets five hundred. Uh, you don't need a team pass or anything, but you do need a festival pass, and you can sign up on site Saturday morning at the event. It's first come, first serve. Yep. And they also made a note that if you're competing, if the, your team is competing in the four before at the time your schedule conflicts, yeah. You're supposed to compete in the FFA, but your team is still in the 4v4. They said you will not be able to compete in the FFA. Right. So I'm guessing they'll forfeit you. Makes sense. Uh, and it's good that they have this. They should always have something like this. It's always, you know, adds incentive for individual players to come in and compete and be part of the event in some way. It's hard to find that that four-man team that you're confident about that you want to spend all that money, you know, come in and compete. At least this gives you an alternative and you can experience the event. Uh, I know a lot of people were asking for this, so we got that now. Um, and I, I just see news, tournament yeah. results now. Yeah. yeah, that's it for news. Still not okay. that much going on. Fair. Uh, but, but we do have... Still waiting. <laughs> yeah, we still have a, we have a bunch of tournament results. First was the the throwback throwdown, number five. First place went to Lethal, Kefri, Active, and Monster. Second place was Hysteria, Vetoed, K-Madify, Insane. And third went to Royal 2, Gigs, Uber, Nick, and Spartan. Right. Yeah, so this was the final throwback throwdown event. Ten grand. Um, I didn't actually watch it because there was so much happening this weekend. Uh, I'm sure you know they had Smash Genesis, they had the, oh, yeah. the COD League event, um, but but it's nice that that was happening. Uh, I'm sure people you know had a good time with that last event, uh, and it's a great, honestly, like ten thousand bucks for these fun kind of weekly gigs are are, are pretty awesome to see. Um, it's unfortunately it's gone. Hopefully we get something else in between. Yeah, I, I found I liked it because you saw people. From oh, other walks of back. East yeah, like, yeah. I was in I was watching Kefri stream and I knew him from Overwatch. Right. Yeah. And then I'm talking in his chat and then I find out that he played he competed back like I think it was Halo one Halo three uh tournament and then he competed in Halo Reach. There you and go. then that, I mean that was the end of it, but he knew because he he mentioned he died with rockets and he called out that they need to be reloaded. And I said, Wow, I can't believe he just said that for an Overwatch <laughs> player. Sure. And, uh, so I mentioned it Got in the chat, and he yeah. said, no, he said, I used to play competitive way back. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, there was one moment when I played with him in the BTB throwback throwdown a couple weeks ago where he knows the glitch in Reach, where if you're standing on the head of your teammate and then somebody kills the guy below you, then you're left floating, like, up in the air. You can just be yeah. you know, floating with a sniper. He wanted to basically create this, like, human centipede of, like, our whole team standing and just, like, set Everyone them floating each other. somewhere. Yeah, it's like we spent all this time trying to do it. It was pretty silly. But, uh, but yeah, it's cool to see people from outside of Halo who, you know, have past experiences with it, coming back into it, enjoying it, and then building a community, hopefully, of their own or getting people excited, uh, which I think, I'm sure that's the objective, is to, yeah. to get more people in. Um, we also have oh, yeah. the qualifier. Yep, we had DreamHack Anaheim qualifier number two. First place, again, went to Tox Gaming, Snakebite, Lethal, Royal 2, APG. Second place went to Incognito, which was Saiyan, Pistola, Neptune, and Renegade, which was interesting because the first tournament, they had Snipedown instead, mm. of, uh, instead of Neptune, I believe. 
And then they went from getting first rounded to getting second place, which I thought was interesting. But anyway. With third, by switching out snipe down, you're saying having snipe down yeah, brought them yeah. to second? Mm. Yeah. It was I thought it was interesting. But anyway. Yeah. And then you have in third and fourth, you had IDK, which is Ryan Newgrain, King Nick and Reliable, and also third, fourth, unlimited, eco trippy, penguin, and stellar. Right. Okay. So a lot of good players here, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You're right about Snipe Down. He's he's doing amazing things in Apex, though. It seems like oh, he yeah, doesn't need to be in Halo right now. I, I I saw his recent tweets, and he got like second place. I'm not sure what the event was, but he's going he's going somewhere for a bigger event now. And he's like, I think he's the only controller player that's still left standing here representing. So um, really, really awesome to see that he's he's making so much progress. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, we also have SWAT Nation. Yeah, and then we had our female only tournaments. Uh, SWAT Nation had Melange SWAT, which was a three v three. First place was Veronica, Minx, and Haloette. Second place was Chickwin, Queen, and Linda DPS. Then third was Command Station, I Blood, Reina, and Foxy. Nice. Yeah. So, and that's is that not the only one we had? We had the female right. pro league as well. Yep. And on Sunday was the female pro league thousand dollar Halo Reach four v four. First was Guardians Gaming, Queen, Golden Girl, Divine Damsel, and Command Station. Right. Second was UMC, which was Haloette, Eyeblood, Rainer, Bianchis, and Chickwin. I like that name, Chickwin. I Chickwin. think it's clever. Is yeah. that related to Mick? I don't know. Though, but or? Okay. I think it was clever. And then yeah. third was E-Gorillas, Veronica, Minx, Janelle, and Dreamy Dream. Nice. Great to see this. Honestly, I hope they keep that up. Um, just yeah, just great to be supporting all different communities in Halo, and uh, and there's so many talented players in the in the female Halo community. I got destroyed by Command Station. It was like months ago, but she rocks. She competes. She competes in a lot of stuff. I see. They're good players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to see that. Um, we have upcoming events as well. Yeah, tomorrow the 29th, uh, Game Sharks and Pen Halo is holding a Halo Reach 2v2. Mm-hmm. That's a weekly series that they put on. And then Thursday, the 30th, they're actually going to have a Halo 3, they call it Throwback Thursday 2v2. Okay. So if uh, you get your Halo 3 fix on Thursday. Still got some Halo 3 kicking, mm-hmm. at least until we get it on PC. I know people are waiting for that. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, February 1st, we have DreamHack Anaheim qualifier number three. Uh, if you're a Halo Wars player, Halo Wars Tournament Central is having a 2v2. Okay. And then if you live in Wichita, Kansas, or in the area uh, at the Wichita Esports Convention, there's a Halo Reach free-for-all, 2v2, and a 4v4. That's Saturday go. and Sunday. Awesome. Thank you, Maddie, for finding all this stuff and uh, and keeping up with it. So we got all these events happening every single week. These are great for people. If you're in these these local you know, scenes, you can access these events. Uh, and hopefully we just get more. We get bigger events coming off and uh, and just more exciting news for Halo. I know it's kind of a low point right now. We're still early in the year uh, mm-hmm. and we're still just kind of waiting. We don't really know what's going on. I don't even know when CE is coming out. I think they're what? They got flight testing for CE coming up at some point soon, hopefully. That yeah, they're, they're, teasing. They're, they're hoping, I think, to have the, I guess, internal testing done by the end of the month. And yeah. then we'll see what happens next month. Maybe we'll get something. It's kind of like the next thing to look forward to. We get like a bit of a boom for each one of these games that kind of brings people back back to Halo for a bit. Um, but yeah, ultimately just a waiting game till infinite. Thank you for the news, Maddie, and uh, I'll see you Got next it. week with more. Yep, see you next week.
All right, guys, that's everything for the news. We now have our interview today. Let's talk about what Halo Infinite needs, what Halo needs right now to succeed in esports, to succeed in the future. I'm excited to bring Sean Spaceman Rogers onto HCS Weekly. Hello, friend. How you doing, brother? Not much, man. I'm, I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing very good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I uh, I know I reached out to you last minute, and I'm glad we were able to put this together. There's so much we have to talk about. Hey, you reached out to me, and I got back to you even more last minute. Literally, like the day before, I'm like, hey, you know, do you want to make it happen? Schedule's free. It's all good. We made it work. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, free for now, but you you seem mm. to be pretty busy. You're you're casting everything, dude. Just recently, I think I'm you put up an announcement for for uh, Rocket League. Do you even know a lot about like I know Rocket League? You know, as a basis, is kind of like a simple game. You, you put the right. ball in in the net, but there's a lot of tech behind the, the movements in this car. Like, do you know much about these games? Do you study them? I mean, it's, it's easier when you, when you play them. Like I, I've been playing rocket league since like it came out. Cause it was one of those games where I lived in a dorm. So everyone was just like, Hey, rocket league is a fun game. It's easy. Everyone can play it. Let's just play it together. So, I mean, I've been yeah. playing it for years and then, um, eventually it was just like oh like I, I found an avenue to start working in it and now i'm here so it just it's basically you know what you cultivate over time it's just yeah you just figure it out but yeah it, the terminology actually wasn't too bad because it's a lot of the same things you use in like soccer or fifa so right it all right. works out it was good though right. I, I guess i just have this like incredible amount of respect for what you do that you're able you. to kind of cast across all these different games and maybe that's because i i feel like i have this maybe like an anxiety about being wrong about something. I don't, I don't know. Like when it, when it, I know Halo pretty mm. well and the stuff that I know in Halo, I can explain well enough that I'm like good with it, but everything outside of Halo, it's like, I should, I should try desk hosting Apex. I should try Call of Duty. We'll, we'll talk about Call yeah. of Duty as well. Um, but like, I always kind of talk myself out of it because I'm afraid to be wrong. I'm afraid to come up there and, and look like I know something and, and just, you know, the, the way that these, this esports industry works is they could just, they flame you so hard when you make a simple mistake and then all of a sudden you're, you know, nobody wants to listen to what you have to say anymore. That's how it feels sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. I remember Golden Boy did hosting for Overwatch and I know he got a little flack in the beginning, but then he pushed through and now people love him. So it, it's kind of that... Uh, that state as well but but for yeah. you you've been doing it forever like i checked your tweets and you've got this pinned tweet on the top let's take a look at that tweet um this this is something that like how do you know this nine years ago from like when you were 13 years old you're an esports fan casting cod matches at eights lobbies inside your bedroom like casting at 13 is just wild to me um and then at 22 you're casting cod champs uh, in a stadium in los angeles which is incredible how do you know at 13 like at 13 i just want to play video games like that casting is is not even a consideration you know sounds pretty trash i knew right away it's not going pro it's not going to go far but i like the game yeah. it was yeah i mean listen you know i think there's like this between talent specifically there's kind of this unspoken love that we have for what we do it's a craft it's it's really easy to to look on the outside and think all they do is stand up there but if, it's, if you've ever taken time to actually watch someone perform, you watch them put words together, not skip a beat, not stutter, figure out how to tell a story, and also inter interweave between syllable count per sentence, not taking up too much time, figuring out the right, right. thing to say, or how it just—it's like literally like putting a painting together. And yes. um, when I was a young kid, I was like, dude, this is like—it's. I, at the time, I was like, this is what I want to do because being a player is pretty difficult. There's not really that much of an avenue in it because it was yeah. like 2012, 11. There was nothing around. Um, and over time, I realized, holy crap, casting is actually a lot more difficult than I ever thought. But, um, dude, like to, to your point, I mean, a lot of it's just going feet first, like just jumping into it. And the, I was I was kind of like you, like I was Call of Duty headed forever. Um, and 
about like three four years ago i got like i had a chance to do a different game and it was gears of war and i was like same thing like i didn't i didn't know if i would get the backlash i was just i didn't want to be known for anything other than what i did because i was so proud of how hard i worked in cod and i just said screw it just just try it like the worst case scenario is that you just have another game under your belt did it and i was like why the hell have have i been missing out and not expanding and then ever since just anything i can tackle i'm tackling and and whether i've I've, like i I think everyone who's ever done anything has gotten backlash or or, you know just being criticized and to me i'm like okay they didn't like that okay like the the worst thing they're gonna say is like you suck and i'm like okay cool i'll just keep going and if i get better i just get better like yeah you know, it's 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 literally just take that first leap, and once you're there, you'll realize like, holy crap! Like, there's so much more I can do, and it's about building a brand and building an identity. And then after right. that, man, you're off, you're off running. So yeah, right. don't be afraid of jumping in head first. You never know what's gonna happen. I know, That's I nice. know. You're right. You literally just have to jump in. You make mistakes yeah. along the way, but you learn from those mistakes to become better. And and, well, and you start to realize why did, why didn't I do this exactly? You're yeah. right. You're totally right. We're talking about video um, games. Like, come on, it's easy. I know, yeah. and and I will do it. It's gonna happen. I I gotta host. I I really want to try hosting other games at some point. I think Apex is one that I'm kind of eyeing. COD looks pretty exciting as well. Yeah. Um, I, and I know you're coming from COD, and and that's that's great to see because COD just had their their recent league event. I know you're watching that. What did you oh, think? Oh yeah. Of, of I oof, I loved it. I there was yeah there was definitely some there was definitely like just some issues in terms of like just text i mean that it happens at every event and, and this i noticed the, that a lot of weird caliber, production issues yeah like the caliber of it was understandable i mean this is a a from an investor standpoint this is a huge event like this is everything put right. together they had only like five months to do it so i obviously you give them a pass on that no question i thought that um i thought production wise like player content stream production in terms mm. of just the flow first day was a little rough but in general production it was it was fucking awesome sorry i shouldn't go for it awesome it was awesome and then it got better throughout the weekend the only issues i had were just some observing stuff that um we made comments to some of our people that we know and we said like hey like in terms of like third person and like right is that a new thing jumping out back third person and then going into because that that does kind of like take you out of that experience those those hype moments in first person you miss them sometimes when you jump out you're just yeah, yeah, viewing from behind. No, uh, I get was, it though. I get what they're trying to do, but like the third, like it's they were trying it out, and it's totally cool. Yeah, uh, but the problem is, we this was our first time seeing the game play competitively, other than a scrim. So right. they were doing it in the first matches where I'm sitting there and I'm trying to act like it. I know the maps because we've had just like you know we've had to study them. Usually, could cut events it's like the game comes out, you have three months to learn everything, and then boom. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm sitting there like, okay, how is the game going to play based on what I've learned? And I couldn't follow because I was like, okay, they're jumping third person. I don't know what's going on. But like, it was basically just, hey guys, please stop going to third person between gunfights. Third person only works when this situation, like in S and D, when this is working, when this is working. Right when you're the showing cinematic- the transition from like one cap to the next or, or something. Exactly. Like, like point. the cinematics and stuff like that, it works in its own way. But it, yeah. they they knew after day one, we we overdid it, and then they went back to first person, and it was uh-huh. everything was. But yeah, I mean, other than other than like basically that. I liked most, if not everything, about this event. I thought they, yeah. they tried to do as much as they could um, to get people's eyeballs on the screen, and it thought it was. I thought it worked well. Uh, uh-huh. London's coming up next, which the crowd there is insane, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, yeah, I thought they did a good job. It's it's interesting, like you know, being a Halo fan and looking at stuff like this. It's it, you know, they're they're in this experimental phase where they're trying to figure out you know what works, and then they can they can kind of shoot off from there. And and it makes me think like, could Halo ever be this? What would this be like? Oh, yeah. You know, for Halo, 
Um, it, it's cool. It's it's interesting. And and yeah, it wasn't without its issues. You, you talked about the going out into third person. Also, the face yeah. cams as well. Messing around with the face cams. I don't uh -huh. know if you saw where they, they they would put the camera in and then they didn't know if they wanted it or something. They had the wrong guy and then they swapped it out and came. It was a little rough for a bit. Um, yeah. But but once they nail it, I think they're really going to kind of hit a stride for it. It looks like it was YouTube exclusive as well. Is that a thing? Was it? It was. On it was that, YouTube. It was it was YouTube and MLG.com. I know that because like, right. they they're because YouTube and MLG had like a partnership. And I think the YouTube deal I can't go too much into it, but I think the YouTube deal was done like like a, it was supposed to be done like two weeks before the event actually came out. And I think it was done yeah. last minute. So they didn't have a lot of time to market it. But yeah, the YouTube thing was basically Activision is moving over with Overwatch and all of their titles to YouTube right. because right. of their their deal now um but because so many people wanted the mlg account to stay live because twitch is completely separate from mlg they're like yeah. okay that's fine we'll, we'll keep it so youtube has been their their number one platform now because activision's yeah. completely pushed them over there so, so I, I mean, I it's not going to end up being broadcasted on twitch in the future like i really for as long as the deal it does for as long as the deal goes i think yeah, like obviously, I don't think it will. I mean, it would be very rare unless somebody maybe that, else. Maybe that's where the return parties. on investment comes from, though, too, yeah. right? Like maybe that deal gives them some sort of guaranteed return. Because I'm wondering, how do you how do you get a return on investment for all these these twenty five million dollar team acquisitions and the cost of like the league and the events? And I, not to get yeah. into all of it, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where it's coming from. The um, YouTube, I think, really was just like their their thinking was Call of Duty is already mainstream. It's on, if you see it, if you watch it on Twitch, you're a hardcore fan, which is it's it's 100 percent true. If you go to find yeah. Call of Duty on Twitch as an as an event, you're hardcore. That's why you're there. Call of Duty, and it, like if they put it on YouTube, people are guaranteed to be on YouTube if they're not right. watching Twitch. So odds are, it's like you put them on the front page. Someone who's a Call of Duty fan who's never watched esports, it's on the front page. They might tune in. So right. it's it was kind of a jump. Then basically saying, let's mash all the communities together. That's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring everyone together, which yeah. I don't yeah. hate. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting just seeing esports kind of make this transition into like legitimacy kind of in the way yeah. that sports have uh, and it's happening slowly but surely it's it's getting there uh, and it's good to see some halo talent there as well we had Shotzi Frosty uh, Shotzi struggling a little bit though no <laughs> we know we, we, I think so we just know he's we know he's so talented right so I think the expectations are through the roof but but seeing him go neg I think he was like nine and like 30 or something rough like you know he's so fast and aggressive and when it's just he'll not working and he, yeah i'm sure he'll be fine when he, he he's under he's under clay i can teach <clears throat> anyone how to play like he's it's, it's the question <laughs> with question with shotzi and frosty was yeah. never about the transition it was about like the sophomore year like how do they pick up on the small nuances and timings of the esport right. they're in that's every esport. it was never everything in exactly too, yeah. it's all about the, the micro information that you know that you don't verbally say like same thing with halo and every other esport you know certain things about like in-game metas and in-game uh timings or strategies that you don't right. need to think okay i do this and this and this like you just know spatial awareness on the map that's all that stuff is minute detail that it was just about we know they can shoot that's not the question they're both world champions it's just literally about okay second year in the league how have they adapted to everyone else around them have they risen up with the talent or are they sort of still figuring out their flow in the game it give them time it, it was the first event it was a yeah. it was a showcase event They'll be totally fine. They have Krim, they have Clay, um, yeah. Illy, who's uh, who has been around forever as an AM, and now he can teach Shotzi some things. Like right. he'll be a little, he'll be fine. The people are freaking out. Just relax. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's also good to see uh, the mindset of his teammates, at least on Twitter and the way that they responded. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Clay, uh, it, it's all like working on, on their own personal improvement. They recognize they all made mistakes where it is. Like, it's not like there's any focus on a specific player or somebody's the problem. It's how can we grow as a team and, and you know, be the best version of, of, of this team that, that we need to be, right? So yeah. kind of a, that getting that synergy. And this was really, a, I think it's a trial event in a way for, for everyone. You know, it's just kind of a tester and, and things are just getting started and exciting to see where it goes. Um, in the meantime, Halo kind of struggles to survive here. Halo, Halo's. Uh, let's let's take a look at a, at a Halo-related tweet. We got we're going to yeah. be looking at a lot of Moses tweets today because Moses has uh, been keeping it real. <laughs> I love Moses <laughs> uh, in the world of Halo. Uh, let's look at the population of Halo Reach on on Steam and on uh, on Twitch as well. You can see a graph here. I'm not sure how big it is for you guys. Uh, Fifty days since the uh, MCC release, and if you look at the graph. It starts, obviously, it's super high when all the streamers come in. But now, right, you know, towards the tail end here, you got 525 viewers on Twitch. I, yeah. I know there's a little bit more, I think, of the, the tweet that shows the uh, the Steam performance. And I, I think it was like 6,000 players on Steam at the same time. Um, it's rough. It's not completely unexpected. What do you think, uh, looking at something like that? We've had a, a big kind of downward trend recently. Um, I think it's natural. Do I think it's good? No, but I think there's a couple of different ways to dissect this. Number one, um, natural depreciation and viewership over time is going to happen. Whatever, whatever, right. whatever esport you're watching, um, unless a game at first drops, which in that case, you usually see a higher return. But in general, we have to look at the variables here. It's a almost decade old game. Um, right. It, to most, it's not the most popular. It didn't launch as a full game. It launched as a campaign and then a, like a couple maps and modes. So there's not a whole lot of incentive other than playing those. And the promotion of it was really written on nostalgia. It was written on, hey, Reach is coming back. Now, me personally, I'm like Halo 3 is my favorite game of all time. Right, and right. when Reach came out, I wasn't into it. I wasn't playing halo competitively i was following it but i wasn't playing it so i enjoyed i actually enjoyed reach i enjoyed the campaign i thought they like as a casual fan i loved it but right. i understand i understand obviously that there are issues clearly but from looking at it now i'm like for me nostalgia can only ride that so hard exactly maybe. um you you can't like it, it just it, from a business perspective like if they were re-released Black Ops 2, same thing would happen, even though it's a, yeah. little, it's a better game, in my opinion. Like, it can only get you so far. And that's kind of what, that's the main thing they're running into, is that, okay, we've only released a couple modes, a couple maps. We have campaign. Well, they, the game, they got most of it. They got most of, or yeah. of Reach, at least. They're, they're missing Forge and Theater, which I think are two really big things. Forge, huge. Forge is huge. Forge I is spent huge. so much of my time in Forge on Reach. That's yeah. like the most time I've ever played Forge in Halo yeah. history. Like, that's massive, because that keeps people playing. You keeps friends getting together at late night playing maps right, and stuff right, like right. that like and then some you know some of the event like just the things they've thrown have been great like trying to promote the game but mm. it's really hard to do that when the nostalgia's died out and now yeah. you're kind of you're trying to keep a game afloat that universally by halo fans is considered not the top tier yeah, yeah. and it's just it's okay that's just what happens so it's what do you do they have to find a way to be able to market this a little bit better because the drop-off is expected. It's about how you recover from that and change the direction is what's really important. I hope they know what they're doing um, because yeah. if we're going to play this game for a year, there's got to be a lot of incentive for people to watch. Right. You're absolutely right. You're right. It, it's a it's a nostalgia kick. So there's a it's understandable that it you know it drops off you know shortly yeah. after. 
Um, so even if they did everything perfect with the launch and how the game played, I don't think it would be too much higher. It would be higher. I think more people would be playing it. But um, but yeah, you're right. In the end of the day, it's a 10-year-old game. The competition's tough at this point. They can't expect it to just kind of you know be at the top. Uh, exactly. There's another tweet that was in the responses to Moses, and this was a, a good example of of what was wrong. There's no crossplay. Uh, updates more than once a month. So, you know, getting more updates, better mouse and keyboard support, which that was, you know, very divisive. We had the whole summit conversation a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then Forge and mod tools. Now, people are modding. I'm not sure if there's an issue with mod mm -hmm. tools or whatever, but Forge, of course, a massive mode. Um, but yeah, the, the mouse and keyboard support. I mean, if you're going to bring it over to PC uh, and there's this big issue with the aim assist mouse and keyboard debate, that's that's going to be tough for the, uh, the hardcore PC community, which is that's where you get all your biggest streamers and personalities like people like Summit. Yep. Um, that are having you know more trouble kind of gravitating towards it um yeah so those those are some of the, the big things that contributed crossplay is huge as well um it is that's just, like, just especially now more than ever it's it's massive it's so yeah. important and there's only very there's very few games that can survive without it unfortunately right now halo reach is not that game so you need yeah. to have some form of crossplay even if it's even if it's just I honestly would take laggy servers for a month if it meant they were at least out and they would be able to work on them over time and fix it. But something you would switch on and off. So if you switch exactly. it on, you get the laggy whatever. Maybe there are issues associated with it. It's in beta, but it's possible for you to to try it or something, right? Right. And then at least you have something to pinpoint. Like, okay, yeah. well, it's on, at least it's on. Number one, we'll take a small mm -hmm. we'll take a small victory. Number two, well, how do we fix it? And then that's when the dev team uses their R and D to fix it. But for right. me, that's right. the thing. Right. And there's got again incentive there's got to be incentive for people to want to play it um i i saw a couple of I, it was from lethal and and paul snakebite um yeah. there was a couple of like tweets about i didn't read too deeply into it so if i'm wrong correct me but it was about i believe like aim assist with keyboard and mouse not keyboard and mouse with controller and something about it being a little bit different to transition for keyboard and mouse there was like some kind of aiming that was wrong with it it was like i don't know if uh, they dated a patch that was like modern curve or something like that they were talking about just I believe they were just talking about like the fact that aiming just doesn't feel as smooth as it should on keyboard and mouse and okay. something like that. And but I've heard a bunch of things like whether it's the the small latency or little jitters and stuff too. If you have a higher uncapped FPS, then you get a bit of jitter on the the reticle when you're aiming, which has been a little weird. So people like people are to. capping it at sixty to make it smoother, which is not ideal for a PC FPS anyway. Yeah, it might be. That might whatever. be. I'm I'm probably like blurring memories, but that's but the point is is that. When first of all, if again, if I'm wrong, correct me. I I don't believe they've come out and said it's got to be either controller or keyboard and mouse. They've just kind of left it up to people to decide what they want to play for for what? for competitive. Yeah. General. So the the upcoming tournament is open to whatever. It can be a okay. keyboard and mouse or it could be controller. If we get keyboard and mouse players, that'd be exciting. Though I, I feel like it's somewhat unlikely in the top teams to, to get a maybe okay. maybe lethal will make a, a switch depending on how confident he's feeling i would say not. he might but they, they that's again that's the, the thing like if you're gonna have both options you have to make sure they're both working flawlessly because right that right, is, right that is your the crux of your ability to play the game yeah. is this um and then with the upcoming event i like the fact they're leaving it open um i still think and this is my personal opinion. Like, I think that you should be using PCs to optimize Halo and then using controllers on them. That's that's just me. But um, there needs to be um, 
because we've seen, and just from what I've seen, I've seen people saying back and forth, this way's good, this way's good, this way's good. There needs to start being some cohesive identity between what the pros are looking at and what the AM community is looking at, because it's it's kind of been, I know this may not sound like a huge deal, but it's kind of been left up in the air. So let's say a new guy's coming in and they want to get into it and they're told, hey, you can either use keyboard or mouse, keyboard or mouse or controller. They're okay. probably going to think, Okay, well, if I if I use keyboard and mouse, but these guys use controller, is there a is there a difference or is there an advantage? And if there's there needs to be some stability there for them to see an advantage for them to continue to play competitively, if that makes mm. sense. Maybe a bit of a stretch of a thought, and if it is, apologies. But I just feel like it's kind of these all these kind of small issues are kind of the reason why Reach is having trouble right now in terms of people taking it legitimately as a as a title for the next year. Right. Like it's, it came out and there's I guess what I'm trying to say is there's all these small little pinpoints that over time we've we've come to see. And we're just like it just kind of delegitimizes the game as it's continued. And yeah, now we're sitting yeah. here a month before an event and we're like, OK, where do we really stand with this game? Because not yeah. much has happened and nobody really seems to be enjoying themselves. So what exactly <laughs> is the deal? And I'm not saying they're not, but it's just from an outside. Well, you're not 100 percent wrong, man. I mean, like if you <laughs> look at some of the, the pros who are, who are competing, will they tell you Reach is their favorite title to compete in? Probably not. You know, um, it's it's a hold me over in a lot of ways. And that's the thing is you can't really blame 343 just considering yeah, yeah. what they're working with here at the same time. Uh, and it's all testing ground. Once again, it's like, okay, these are the issues that we're having. This mouse and keyboard versus controller thing, this can't be a massive, just, it can't be a, as big of an issue as it is now coming into infinite, like infinite, right. they got to fix something. They got to smooth something right. over. There's got to be a, if, if maybe there's a playlist that has different aim assist tuning or something that kind of makes it more viable, but you're right. If, if you're a mouse and keyboard player, you're a PC player coming into Halo, there's a lot of barriers to entry. There's like, okay, well, controllers are really strong. This game's 10 years old. There's, you know, there's other awesome games on the market. The the prize money isn't there. The amp, the there's not online cups with with prize money. There's a lot of things that are disincentivizing people to get into it and play. And that's understandable. Exactly. Uh, there's other stuff that's going on in the meantime, like throwback throwdown tournaments, which I think these are great. Mm -hmm. I think there's been a little bit of confusion over, you know, where like I guess the priorities here, this throwback tournament, like who's who's running it? Where's this money coming from? It, why isn't it going into AM, the AM scene? This is another Moses tweet. Let's uh, let's see what he says here. It says, I think the throwback throwdown tournaments are a great idea and good for our scene, but it seems totally inappropriate that the prize pool is equal to that of a LAN event. Uh, it is important to try to reach new viewers 100%, but it's more important that your AM community feels valued. Interesting. Yep. Uh, interesting diagram here what what's the uh there's the full like rest of the arrow is that like the rest of the, the casuals is that like I, yeah. I don't know anyway it's i think i think what he's saying is your game is basically right now like other than casual halo fans casual halo fans they're honestly their return has really been like the the pro involvement because if you think about it, at the end of the day and this goes for all this is more more often than not this is correct for call of duty correct for halo and it's correct for most esports when the game is suffering and it doesn't feel like it's at its peak who are the people that keep it alive usually casual will be like oh this game's dumb and they maybe they would turn it back into GameStop or they play something else sure. who are the people who are on it every single day playing it because when they have games. to exactly yeah. Yeah. so that's what that is is the head of the arrow which is the most important part is literally keeping the rest of this alive not saying that it may look if Halo's different fair play and it, it could be that way because i know there's a lot of casual Halo fans and I was one of them, myself included. But it's it is so important to have a strong amateur community mm. that is a, a a cyclical seeding ground into your pro development that 
the pros then have immediate feedback and response on right, right. the community itself. Like there's so many layers to esports and how to be successful in it. This is one of them. You need right. to have this 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 um the system of of reap you reap what you sow, which is effort and commitment, and the ability to support your players, the players who are giving your game an ability to be seen on the big networks. Uh, they're giving this the streams viewership. They are bringing in personalities. They're bringing in investor money. Like there's all these things that need to be taken into account. And yeah. you know, this is 100% correct. Like these throwback tournaments are fantastic. I think they're yeah. they're great for content wise. There's got to be more though. Like there there has to be a commitment. If you if you want to take yourself seriously as an esport, you have to have a commitment commitment to your pros first. And then from there, it'll trickle down to the amateurs and you can do different things with them. But there yeah. has to be a commitment to your pros because when you have that and you have their trust, they will do whatever they have to do to play this game. It yeah. just, you have yeah. to, you have to commit yourself somewhere. Yeah, I think there there must be like a, a disconnecting communication or something. Like I, I don't think it was like with the throwback throwdown tournament, I think that was completely separate. Like it's it's by Microsoft and by Halo overall. Like that's kind of where it came from, where the prize money came from. Yeah. Um, and we got, like we got some lethal. Oh, did you see the shot? By the way, I've got That's ADD disgusting. on this all of a sudden. He just bank shot that one off the floor to get that kill. That was what uh, Summit was talking about a couple weeks ago. That shot is disgusting. That's dis like, I can uh, never do that. <laughs> well, he was surprised by it, too. Um, I'd be losing my mind. Yeah. Yeah, and now I'm trying to figure out where, where I was. But yeah, that, um, like you were talking about the, like this was a Microsoft uh, Right, exactly. There's uh, got to be a distinction between that. So, so yeah, I think I think it's good that they're doing this, and it's Microsoft. They got tons of money. You know, throw ten thousand dollars at this event, get more people invested in in Halo Reach. That's awesome. Uh, but I think what it did, and what they weren't expecting, is it just kind of showcased what they weren't doing on the esports side. It just made that that side of the community recognize that there's no support here. There's no online cups. There's no. So it makes you think, where do they? What do they value? I guess Halo. Do they not? Do they not see value in the esports side of things? Do they only see value in kind of bringing in you know these these uh, new viewers to play the game, and they know. That that reaches just kind of a temporary thing. The next thing's going to come out. So it just, it's weird being in this interim period when it, it's its almost obvious that like the esports side of things isn't the primary component right now. They're just trying to kind of keep it alive with, alive with the defibrillator, you know, just give it a little hit every couple months. Uh, no, I, yeah, I agree with you. There's actually, yeah. I just, just thought of something really interesting. I think this, this applies, this applies to like sports applies here, especially. This is a time when, and again, like everything we say, for if anyone is actually watching who works at this company or works at 343, works for Halo, like when they have a say over esports, again, all the things we're saying is because we love the game and we want these are changes that we've observed in other games that they've made that have been successful that can be implemented here. And this is where this is something I think is important. This is the time to be going absolutely ham on support systems for the amateurs yeah, and pros. There's still in a esports. huge opportunity here. Like, like I know it's this rich, is, but this yeah. is this is called if this is your downtime between you're waiting for the for the re release of infinite and you're you're basically having a year of how you know this is where you don't want to lose viewers because think of it this as your practice like halo infinite comes out that's game day that's the day where everything right. comes into fruition this it's is too practice. late at that you, point to make mistakes you, you know exactly this yeah. is the time when like rest in peace kobe bryant this is the time when kobe bryant would be working his ass off in practice as if sure. it were a real game because he's saying everything you do here you build only a positive foundation for when you go out and it's game time right. this right. is where this is where they should be working twice as hard as they would on halo infinite release because if you build a successful foundation during the lull time 
You can only have positive results when it's actually time to launch the league with Halo Infinite with a new game, new hype, new fans. This is the moment when they should be even if they're like, oh, we don't know if we want to take a risk with this AM community. We don't know if we want to take a risk with pros. We like just having a couple of content creators in there for the stream to get views. This is the time to be putting in resources and doing everything you can. Working overtime, I don't care how hard it is, because if you want Halo to be successful, this is the moment where you can have the most mistakes and it won't cost you. But if you mm-hmm. do something right, it will reap Take benefits. Take those bold risks and try Absolutely. to get the uh, the yeah the pro and community Absolutely. more engaged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they fumble, but they're trying. At least they're trying. They're building that foundation. But we're not we're not feeling that right now. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, no. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and and I mean uh, that that's kind of exacer- exacerbated by the uh, the tweet from Moses as well when he kind of compares the two Twitter pages. You can see that the disconnect. will show another tweet here. Uh, there you go. Reason <laughs> number five five thousand seven hundred yeah. fifty seven thousand three hundred sixty two. I can't read, guys. Uh, I didn't even need to read that, but you can see the tweet here. Uh, you've got the Halo main Twitter where they're supporting uh, the Microsoft Store tournaments, which makes sense. You would support that on Halo's main Twitter. It's run by Microsoft. It's, uh, you know, this is an important initiative. But then you have the qualifiers for their competition that's coming up and HCS, you know, only Halo Esports is gonna support that way, way less followers versus the 1.2 million. So the potential reach that they could have with these qualifiers that builds up to their events that get people excited for their upcoming DreamHack Anaheim event, um, there's big missed opportunities here, you know, and yep. it makes me think, oh, is it because, you know, it's UGC run, so it's a third party, maybe they, there's a risk associated with, you know, broadcasting, uh, you know, a third party, so then why why even have, like, do it in-house then or, or something, or, or, or get a better relationship going with these third party organizations so that they can thrive and Halo can thrive from, from all the time and energy that we're putting into, uh, into having the qualifiers in the first place, you know, it just seems like everything's yeah. kind of like, kind of halfway there. Yeah, you know, no, they leveraged out the <clears throat> well, they leveraged out part of their esports responsibility to a third party that obviously is trusted for the right reasons, and mm. that's the initiative is that hey, we're we're our our division of Halo esports is going to be taking um, ownership over obviously the majority of Halo esports in terms of promotions, marketing, strategy, public relations, and we've given part of it to these grassroots programs. They're going to put on events. They will qualify into our actual um, tournaments, mm. but when the I. If you're comfortable enough doing that, and you're comfortable enough with the department that you've set up to run the esports, and that department's comfortable enough hiring the third parties, why is the main company not comfortable enough promoting it? And I yeah, get that. I yeah. get you don't want to scare away people, and you don't want people to think that Halo has now become a full-time esport and there's no casual. I mm. get that, but that doesn't actually work when it comes to marketing the game on your Twitter feed because you're assuming that everyone. First of all, number one rule of marketing: you don't assume that every customer is the same. And if you do that, you're assuming everyone's gonna have a bad reaction to somehow seeing all these, you know, unrelated Halo unrelated but Microsoft thrown Halo events. These are the tweets that should be promoted on the main Halo Twitter. These are the yeah. like the Halo Twitter. Twitter should be a a gathering space for ca- casuals, content creators, and competitive. And then yeah. the HCS should be obviously competitive driven because that's what it's there for. And the Halo should just be. The, the main Halo Twitter is an extension, or the HCS Twitter, excuse me, is an extension of the Halo Twitter. So yeah. the Halo Twitter should be supporting and retweeting and doing all this stuff that the normal HCS does. It's Again, come to the Halo Twitter. Oh, I see there's a competitive event. How do I get more info? Oh, let me go to the actual HCS that's dedicated to this stuff. That's And you'll never know who you'll turn on. You could turn on a casual fan to competitive, and they had no idea they liked it. Like, right. there's There can't be a disconnect between 
two parties. I know it's not, it's not just obviously like I know um, other games do this. They're not as stingy with like retweeting and stuff, but like even COD as the main Call of Duty Twitter, which comes out with a game every single year, will right. still retweet events because, hey, our game is having an event go watch like uh they, they understand that the hardcores will go and the casuals will maybe watch but if they don't they'll ignore the tweet like there has to be again connection at the top has to happen there has to be some form of synergy here yeah for it to for it to produce positive results for everyone else that has to happen if you have yeah. two split personalities on each twitter how are people going to be able to really figure out where the connection is and where halo's going i completely agree man and that's why you know kind of framing this discussion saying the wait for infinite is, is exciting, but it's, it's nerve wracking at the same time, man, because I, I feel like a, a lot of us are kind of left in the dark on a lot of things. Uh, you know, events are happening, but the planning for the events uh, is a little, uh, you know, off at times. We don't really know all the information. We don't know, okay, when are the qualifiers happening? All right, we find out a week before or something or, yeah. or when, it, you know, so it just seems like everything's kind of, we're just, the ball's just rolling and, and they're just trying to to slow it down a little like, bit. Oh, or here keep comes up an event. And, oh, there goes a qualifier. Oh, here comes, like, we yeah, need, it's, uh, it we need something. Disorganized, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's there so needs to be transparency. And, and I mean, talking to Tashi last year and saying that we're going to have a roadmap. That sounds amazing. You know, that, that sounds yeah. like what we need is, is, uh, is just knowing what's coming next. And so some level of organization and, and especially for that, that hardcore community, like these AM players who want to know, okay, is it worthwhile to spend all my time and energy grinding halo? What's next? What's coming next? And that's the big question for most people right now. Most halo fans, they're depressed <laughs> to be honest. They're, you know, you look at halo and you're like, shit, like, is this worth my time right now? Is is yeah. is all the time and energy I'm spending in Halo Reach? Is that going to get me in anything? Or am I preparing for something that's that's going to flop, or is it going to blow up? Is it going to succeed? So I, I can understand, uh, you know, the feelings, and and uh, I understand that people are kind of worried and excited at the same time, and it makes you wonder. Like, and Moses, here's another Moses tweet: uh, Is Halo Infinite going to come out this year, or is it going to be delayed? And that's what he he put it. Uh, it seems like everybody's talking about it. So let's see how the community feels. Do you think Halo Infinite gets delayed? And it's it's got a you know looks like more people think yes than no. I voted yes. You voted yes. Yeah, um, I voted yes on it. I think I think it's hard to tell because it's coming. Well, actually, out. it was more of me saying I want it to be delayed. Not I thought not. Want yeah, it to I, be delayed. I want it to be. Yeah, I do. I know uh, that's that's You've been waiting for I, so long. Trust me. Though. Trust me. I like when I tell you that I stayed up to watch the Halo Four trailer and then I lost my brains when I saw it. Like I am as as eager for halo infinite as anyone else on this planet trust yeah. me but when the game hasn't shown you anything and we haven't heard anything and it's mm -hmm. been like two three years and again we're we are been more than two we are real we're really realistically like yeah. eight seven months out before again marketing should come in we are realist actually it should come in now we're eight months out before the game the game drops it is a new age of halo we there's been all this hopeful hype there's been all these things promised we know literally jack shit we don't know anything we Except don't know the, uh, infinite trailer that we got last uh, summer yeah, yeah like uh, we don't know what gameplay looks like we don't really know how the mechanics work we don't really know the lore which is a big thing for me like there's so much stuff that again your game like i've seen more gameplay from cyberpunk than i've seen from halo infinite yeah, and this game is going to be the foundation of competitive Halo for the next three, four, five years. Like this, this is I, at this point. If if something's like if something's wrong with the game, like if they're not ready for it, please, for the love of God, delay it. 
I don't care if it's delayed for six months. If it'll make the game perfect, delay it. Like, yeah, I understand people were like, we don't want to wait. Would you rather have a game come out that's broken and not yet finished? And then then over time, they try to finish it, but you're losing interest as you're playing it because it's not ready. Or would you rather you wait play for six that game? Months? Exactly. Yeah. Would you rather wait for, wait for six months and have a finished, polished game, whatever it happens to be, come out? So that way, the only thing you can really complain okay. about is maybe like you don't like certain things. Like, I'd rather, honestly, if they said we need eight more months to finish the game, take it. Like, finish the game, make it a Halo game worth playing and buying at $60. I'm totally cool with that. Don't yeah. give us a half-assed product when you said you've been working on this for years and we don't even have a trailer yet. Like, we need yeah. something. It's coming out. Where is the gameplay? Yeah. Do you, it's not unheard of. It's not unheard of to not to have this little information and still have a game released in the same year. Remember Fallout 4, for example? Was it Fallout? Yeah. I think it was Fallout 4. We heard nothing, I think. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, summer before the game comes out, they show gameplay and they're like, oh, and by the way, it comes out this fall. And people just lost their shit. And unfortunately, I don't think Fallout 4 was the favorite Fallout game in the in the series. But but it's it's still 100% possible that that because it, this is the only reason why I think it's still going to come out this year. And it's because it's coupled with the launch of the new console. There's yeah. just no, so it it there's it's just shrouded in so much secrecy. There's this is so huge. It's it's you know, it's and that's the thing is like if it's coming out with the console, if this is like your impressions of the next Xbox are basically are, are coupled with with how Halo does. Like if Halo's not going well, then the next Xbox as as like a product, I think kind of it, it's like the launch of Xbox One and the, the fumbles that they had, you know, an E3 coming into it. This is it's huge. So I, I just I, I think they're just kind of keeping it under wraps. And hopefully there's just so much attention, the attention that it deserves going into into prepping this game and, and making it what we want. As far as you saying, like, oh, if it comes out and people don't like it, we are kind of screwed in that category. Like, I'm sure they'll have like a beta, but yeah. let's say they have a summer beta. Like, what are they going to change? Let's if, if there's a big, which I don't think there'll be 99 percent glaring problems. Their mind is made up. People think um, that when betas come out like, oh, this we can drastically overhaul this. There's no nothing problem. that's going to change. Like, you understand that, like, the only yeah. thing they the only things they fix are like minute tweaking of like right. gunfire or like hitboxes literally just net coding everything else the game itself is that that's what you get if, if, if you don't like it too bad like that's what you get so <laughs> that's why every, that's why everyone i think is asking for gameplay because one you're want to know what we're gonna get you literally have opinions. you have a whole fan base on your yeah. back like this we it's literally like it's like the they threw they threw up the last shot buzzer clicked and we're waiting for the ball to drop in the net, and we're like, what's going to happen? That's where we're at right now. I only have an Xbox because of fucking Halo. That, that's yeah. the only reason I still have one. And we have we need to see something because people are like, okay, show us something so we can either get excited for it or we still have some time to maybe convince you. They won't, but it's <laughs> right now like just you need to – it shows – I think what it shows people is that if you're not willing to show us gameplay, this could be somewhat someone's thinking. It is yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, they won't show us gameplay, so maybe they're not too excited about it. You know what I mean? It's just these are things, again, you want – I'm looking from a pure esports perspective. If you want my opinion, somebody who's been in the industry for a decade who has a degree in marketing, if you want people to get excited for your game, you have to market it correctly. Not showing somebody the product and saying that two years ago it's coming out 2020 – and we've been waiting for two years to see something and we've seen nothing. And the only trailer we got was a cinematic trailer that was in-game footage, but not really. Like, show us something. In-engine in footage. Like, if somebody came yeah. to you and said, hey, I have this great game coming out. Um, I, it's coming right, out at the end it. of this year. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's going to completely change the way you knew 
Halo or insert whatever genre, but I won't let you, I won't show you any of it and you pay me $60 and I'll only show you it when it comes out. Like, would you trust them to be like, oh yeah, for sure. Like I would love to play it. Like, no, you need to be sold on the idea. If you're selling us in the idea that Halo is coming back to his roots with the art style, with the music, which by the way, phenomenal. If you want us to buy into this and then get people on board for esports. We need something. We need yeah. something to look forward to. Like, because it's honestly, if they give us like a, a minute of gameplay, I guarantee you it would keep us for six months happy. We'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go. Halo Reach, fuck it. We're getting or, of it. Like, or if people don't like it, that's six months of stress, though, too. And it, you know what I mean? That's the risk that they run the by showing it early. Let's say they decided to show it last summer. They showed gameplay, yeah. right? Like, and some massive group of people hated it or something. Then, it, then it's a whole fight. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a whole slew of issues that come from that as well. I kind of understand the other side of the coin. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It, it it's we're it's close for comfort. It's too close for comfort. We've seen nothing, and that's scary. So that's that's kind yeah. of a, a big thing. It's it's not out out of the realm of possibility that it comes out this year, and it's great. Um, but now, now that it's taken this long, whatever they show us is kind of basically what we're going to get. So hopefully we like it. Um, and, and hopefully whatever it is, is, you know, going to get updates and, and improve over time, because honestly, Halo five being fundamentally different from the classic style of Halo, like, yes, people don't like that, but there's a group of hardcore fans who like how Halo five turned out. It's a different yeah. flavor, whatever. Um, the biggest issue with Halo 5 wasn't necessarily that in the end. It was updating the game. You know, it yeah. was the support that the game got. That was really the kicker. Halo 5 the is one of the most complex shooters I've ever seen. Like, right, it's, right. It's not, like, for me, like, I enjoyed playing it. It wasn't for me classic Halo that I loved. But sure. Halo Halo 5, like, now is a, literally, if you take away the Halo name, it is a phenomenal game. Just Honestly, mechanically yeah, wise. Like, it's one of the, the Halo best image. shooters. It is one of the craziest, like most technical shooters yeah, on the market. Just, it is. The fact it's, that it's, it's under the, the Halo brand kind of hurt it. Yeah, yeah. Halo 5, I read a comment. Someone said Halo 5 blows. Halo 5 blows because it's named Halo 5. It was If it wasn't named that, if, it, if they made it like an – like if they literally said Halo 4 and then they said like – just for sake of argument, this is the Spartan program, part of the Halo universe, people would be like, oh, this is lit. Like it literally – people only think it sucks Like a side because, game? Yeah, like, like – but like it's – the game – fundamentally, the game itself – is not bad at all it's a very good shooter it really is it takes skill it takes timing it takes understanding it's got halo elements that i love yeah. is it a great halo game as a halo game probably not but is it really good shooter to understand and watch and cast fuck yeah it's amazing but again even now like like you said and this again this all harkens back to having time to develop the game the updates is what killed it. Now Halo 5 is the best shape it's been in, but it's too late. You've already been it's, out of the cycle. Like right. Halo Infinite needs to come out of the gate swinging. It needs to come out in perfect polished form. Again, you can take updates over time. That's totally fine. But yep. you can't come out and be like, okay, we're retuning movement. We're retuning guns after the first week. There's a day one patch. There's a month, the first month patch. You cannot have that shit because that will make fix, people like lose patch to fix things. Yeah. But if it's like, if it's like adding improvements and stuff. Exactly. Sure. Like that's. It's, it's just <laughs> yeah, there's, there's yeah. so much that they have they have basically riding on them. I know they can do it. I I know they can, but they yeah. have to they have to listen to us when it comes to when it comes to like talent players, pros especially. Pros will tell you how to make a good competitive game, and then the casuals will funnel into that. Like Black Ops Two was a perfect example of this. The pros had a good say in like in terms of just how you know in terms of feedback on guns and maps, and then obviously Vonderhaar who ran creative design for Treyarch. He knew what pros wanted, so thank God for that. But, like, 
it, they knew what pros wanted. They gave it to them in terms of map design, weapons, movement, everything. Not for the new COD, though. <laughs> no, 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 we don't talk about that. But I'm talking right. about specifically they, they Black issues. Ops, like spe Black Ops 4. specifically the peak of Black, Black Ops 2, 2 and about. Black okay. Ops 3. Yeah, for Black Ops 2, even Black Ops 3. For Black Ops 2, the peak of, in my opinion, like competitive Call of Duty in terms of like viewership and hype. Okay. Um, like they got the developers knew what the pros wanted. The pros, the, the maps came out pro friendly. The guns, the movement, right. the timings, everything pro friendly. It was the most successful casual and competitive Call of Duty game ever made because the pros loved the game and it was competitive first. Like when you played each map, people played it like they were playing a pro scrim because that's how you were supposed to play it because it was that yeah. well done. And the casuals eventually got better over time and they adapted to it and they all and you could still play casual in the, in the game. But there's a reason that when pros tell you on Twitter, talk to us, we know how to make your casual fan base successful and we know how to make a good pro game. They know what they're yeah. talking about. If you have a good pro system and a good game surrounded or, or it's made for pros in terms of maps and weapons, that will make a better casual scene. I promise mm. you it works like just listen to us. So that's what I, <laughs> my friend, just, just, just listen. listen. Just listen. Uh, honestly, I think that uh, I always hearken back to Smash Bros. Melee. I feel like Smash Bros. Melee was a perfect example of, of them doing it on accident, making a game that was designed that's, that's, that's perfect for the pro scene. Because when you, when you have a community of like pros and am players, this is the most passionate, most vocal area of your community, basically, at least in the multiplayer side of things. Uh, and when they love the game and they have their amazing moments and, and the whole community loves and supports, like that's the beauty of Melee is it's like the pros love the game and and the pros talk about how they love the game and then they get people passionate about it and the whole community loves the game and it just, it grows this community that won't die no matter how many Smash Bros games come out, Nintendo could not kill them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a problem too. Maybe companies want a game that's only going to hold your attention for three years so they can throw the next one out there and this is a whole other discussion um but yeah i think the biggest thing is learning from their mistakes in halo 5 in terms of updating the game quickly uh and bringing up halo 5 uh once again is that the marketing i think was one of the biggest mistakes with halo 5 when it launches yeah. do you remember the hunt for truth campaign and everything yeah, i remember watching it on tv like wait like i because i'm huge i play halo k right. first before i touch multiplayer so i was watching it like Oh, what, what's going on with the chief? Like, what's going on? Because I enjoyed the Halo 4 campaign. I will not speak about anything else about that game. But I was like, okay, <laughs> like, what's going on with chief? Like, ooh, like, mysterious, this big, giant thing. Oh, my God. Somebody's hunting him? What's going on? And then we got the game. And then it wasn't really that. And I was, just like, I was like, okay. Uh, that's right. the risk that you like, run too right so it's like just, halo infinite just tell us the truth just tell us that's again <laughs> that's like this is i yeah. actually i made bullet points of things like I, I i in terms of halo in general that i wanted mm. to eventually whether it's today or some other time talk about and one of the things i say here is that it's a two-way system feedback by listening to talent like us like we know what we're talking about and being transparent and making changes where changes are needed like telling people straight out of the gate what your game is, telling the community what's coming, whether it's esports or or gameplay wise, telling people exactly what's coming, what the game is, and what you're trying to do. I promise you, even if we disagree with it, we will be more open to things than if, like again, they say you know they market it wrong for Halo Five, and it comes out, and people are like, "What the hell is this? This is completely yeah. different." Like, yeah. just tell us, tell us what you're doing. <laughs> Or what your plans are. Exactly. Transparency yeah. goes both ways because yeah. if your players are willing to trust you and the, and you have good communication and a good two-way system, it's so much easier to get people to help you figure out what to do right. And again, it's just listening to what people – listening to your, to your, to your buyers, your fans. Your customers yeah. know best. They will yeah. tell you what's wrong, and most of the time they're right. Just listen to them. But yeah, they, they got they – they, if they market Halo Infinite as anything other than it is, I will be so upset because right. you can't do that.
at so, all. So there's there's the problem that comes with not marketing, like having nothing and people wanting something. And then it's like, okay, so if you do start marketing, make sure that whatever you're putting out there is representative of the final product. That was the big issue with Halo 5. It's just, they, they got the, they got us all worked up for a campaign that, that really wasn't that. It was uh, more of a Michael Bay movie on, on rails, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah, so so kind of you know making sure that whatever they do come up with, it's it's gonna it's transparent. It follows through, and the game is is uh, what we expect. And and that's the thing too. Maybe that's kind of why they're taking more time with it. They only gave us that tease, and it was a very safe tease, and it was enough to get everybody excited. There's no Halo oh, I'm fan still hyped. who, who I can't looked at wait. that's so that's that's honestly so that's kind of what you have to respect there. Is I feel like there's no Halo fan who looked at that thick daddy Master Chief and and did the dislikes that. You know what I mean? No, you gotta, no I saw the Halo. Ring, hate I was just I was so happy. <laughs> I saw right. the Halo ring. I was like, you say less. I will spend a hundred dollars on the special edition. I don't care. <laughs> just give me this. That's the thing. Like I, I love yeah. what they put out. That's, I just want more. I just want something yeah. else to keep me yeah. going. Cause I've watched that thing like a hundred times and I'm like, dude, really? I just want to, I want to see. Cause again, this is where it's like, this is where your and I love for Halo comes out. I saw this and I'm like, I want to see what you guys are doing. Cause you guys are clearly, this is great. I want to see what your vision is here. I just need something else. I need maybe some game, even if it's just like a, a quick, like 30 second chiefs walking. I don't care. Yeah. Show me something that I could be like, Holy fuck. Here comes Halo again. Like right here, like the guys walking through, man, it just, it's so beautiful. And, oh, the, the helmet, the armor, just mm, inject yeah. it. Just give it to me. I love this. Put put this. This was my background on my desktop for like six months. Just uh, give it to dude. I love this. Just give me this. But <laughs> I just don't know what I don't know what they're doing yet. So yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I wish we had more. To be honest, maybe, maybe we wouldn't be starved for it if if everything with Halo Reach was was going really well. That's I think that's yeah. it's it's everything. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Sure, we don't have marketing right now. The game could still come out this year. They could still do marketing. It could still be amazing. But if that's not happening, then okay, let's let's take advantage of the opportunities that we have with the current games at your disposal, with Halo Reach, with Halo Five, and let's support them. Let's yeah. you know get get the the pros and the AMs involved and make us feel like we're working towards something that's going to blow up, that's going to succeed, and that's not there either. So so just you know give it to us in some area here so that we're not left feeling like we're in the dark. We don't know where it's going to go, and and currently things aren't so great. So people are just you know the negative emotions are coming in nobody wants that yeah um yeah so i i mean i've been looking around and, and there are a lot of people with a lot of great ideas on how to improve things and and how how to ensure that halo uh is successful in the esports side of things uh looking on twitter there was this uh, australian player berserk who uh, made a video recently talking about just when halo infinite drops that they need open events right out the gate right so you got like australia japan france england germany mexico america canada canada mm -hmm. all the, the big kind of main regions need to be supported more incentive for them yeah. uh, to play and to continue to play and, and compete in these games consistent online cups this is huge right and having little little amounts of money something to keep us going and across all these regions right uh yeah. and a 32 team worlds that he brought up which i thought was pretty Has cool to too Has right to Get more teams in these big events. So sixteen World like, Cups is that makes no. It's just at that point, it's an invitational. Just make mm. make it like Call of Duty has. Um, just because again, I'm speaking from experience. Like the uh, right. first of all, first of all, Halo when Halo is a <clears throat> clearly it's a United States favorite. Like it's if you look at games sure. and like the regions, like League of Legends is is Europe and Asia. Like Call, Call of Duty and Halo are U.S. North America, North America huge. Gears of War was 
U.S. Mexico, huge, actually. and then it shipped with the original Xbox to Mexico, and that's why yeah. that's their game. The, the Halo is like America's. It was America's game when it came out. If you want support across the globe, again, you have because it's not like inherently driven into their gaming culture. You need to give them incentives again. So like yeah. online qualifiers, cups, money they can play for that actually gives them a reason to get on to want to become a Halo pro if they will have that drive. Um, champ like a champs. One having a a, a a little bit of a slight, a big venue. Can't have a backyard. Want an actual venue, good production as well, obviously. But you need more than sixteen teams. That's an invitational, man. That that doesn't yeah. work. That doesn't work these days. Like Call of Duty events have. At, at one point, it was like we had one hundred twenty-eight open bracket teams playing for four slots to make it into the actual pool play. It's which so was exclusive. Like, it's like which was like thirty-two pro teams. So like yeah. there was people like you would see like underdogs taking out like taking a match or or series off of like like back in the day it was like a, a curse black or a curse las vegas and that was huge we're like holy crap like, this, awesome. this game and even if they would wouldn't go that far it was still incentive right. like getting teams involved builds builds natural hype builds natural support right. for the game you get people playing it it's champs it's the biggest event in esports whatever scene you're in it's your biggest event you can yeah. have 16 teams you need you need as many as possible like yeah. honestly even if they said we have 64 teams in pools i don't know how the hell that would work but fuck it let's do it like you need <laughs> you, need, you can't have an invitational size event for a champs right. that can't yeah. work it can't just be pros like you need to have a bracket play you need pools then you need an well you need open bracket obviously you need pools and then from there you need like your seating and all that shit like you just you, you need to have again this all stems to support in other regions yeah. i agree with you having a little bit of money to play for incentive but having pushed incentives and and events in other countries will help push halo around like you really yeah. even if that means having an event in london i know they've sometimes done it i'm not too clear on the whole halo timeline in terms of like the past decade but i know they've sometimes done events in other countries you need to have more of that i, I think that's really important even if it's just in london or australia or something get people involved wanting to come to these events that's how yeah. you build a fan base like yeah. it has to happen yeah i completely agree I, and I know that, like, in the end of the day, Halo esports is like one small piece of the pie, and that's that's yeah. the thing too. Is Halo's so massive? They got so much to work on and focus on. It's like, can you know that attention be given to esports when you know the sales numbers is more casuals by a long shot, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's yeah, it's the pros who continue to play the games. It's the pros who are on Twitch who are inspiring massive audiences of people to get into the game. And these are the guys who are so dedicated and so hardcore. They they buy the special editions or they buy all of the passes to go to the events. They buy the skins and stuff. Something I really liked, which we're our conversations going all over the place here. But uh, yeah. when I was watching COD League, they have full team skins or whatever. Yeah. They got jackets with their logos. I think that would be really cool, too. It's just, like, more ways for people who love the esports scene to support it and have, like, yeah. a full... You don't need to go too crazy. Like, I'm just imagining, like, let's say, like, Splice Armor, where it's, like, jet black, a couple of yellow highlights, and then remember the shoulder pads? The mm -hmm. shoulder, uh, you used to put like a little, you put your emo, like a Triforce or whatever the heck you want. You put it on yeah. your shoulder. Even if you a have, Splice like, logo, whatever. Like, that'd be so sick. Like, for each team, like, you have, like, um... Like you, you have like a specific equipment that only like certain teams get. Like let's say Splice has a specific armor piece, or like hey, Optic had a specific oh. like head mask. Like there's there's ways to do it because like this again, esports and sports are very similar. Mm. People come into your esport and people get attracted by personalities. Personalities are what drive people to be inspired to start watching to Josh, get engaged. I hope that I like, hope that these larger companies are realizing that. You yeah, know, like that's why you're putting. To. Millions of dollars are going into Ninja and Shroud and, and yep. acquiring them on Mission. That's what's selling your games content. now. 
that's yeah. that's your marketing now honestly it's like yeah like people like a scump is a perfect example of someone who like even if the game isn't that great people tune in hundreds of thousands of people tune in to watch him because he's a personality <laughs> so great on the desk by the way oh my god i love him he's he's a personality he's got a he's got when he was an optic this is this is how you know you have good personalities which halo has but again the scene I think this also falls on the Halo pros. There needs to be more content creation, streaming, all that stuff. Everyone needs to be involved in this. For Scump, you had Optic, when he was on Optic, even now with Chicago, you had Optic fans, you had Scump fans, and you had Optic Scump fans. People who were fans of his, whether or not they liked the team, and if he went somewhere else and they were Optic fans, they would follow him. Like, yep. you have to have a personality. You can play another game altogether. Doesn't you know? it's matter. Like, like yeah. exactly. You need some people who inspire, which Obviously we have those in Halo. You need people who make good content, who have good personalities that you could follow, someone to look up to, someone you think is like, dude, I just want to be like Scump, or I want to be like Lethal, or I want to be like Snakebite. Like, there needs to be, there are standout personalities like that in Halo, but they're very subdued, and I know that for a yes, fact. Like, yes. I, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that, even even if my even if myself has just been consumed by COD for a decade, I've been following Halo. I come in. There's no aura over one player. There's no then when they walk in, they're larger than the game itself. We have that in other esports. We have that in Call of Duty. We yeah. have that in Rocket League. We have the that. The only in person I, there's nothing like yeah. that in Halo right now. No one. Yeah. Snakebite's a great guy, and he's just started getting into content creation, which I love. But yeah. there needs to be someone to step up and take over the mantle of I am the Halo player. I have there's a lifestyle that you could follow that I do, and there's an aura about me that's larger than the game than the scene itself. We need something like that in Halo. That needs and to come in. Like Walshy was that guy. We need Walshy, something like this again. We had uh, yeah T squared, and then I mean Ninja who blew up. Yeah. I got to give big big props to Nated though, who Nated still Dude, do very yeah. well with with what he's got. He's doing it incredibly well with with the the, the small audience that we have. So he's he's doing someone to transcend stuff. the game like those guys. Yeah, do. and and the thing is, is that that kind of so we need content. There's a clear issue there, but I feel like that only happens if the pros genuinely love the game, and if they feel like it's a game that is designed for them. It's it's that they were they had some hand in in yeah. the creation of, and that's why we you know we got our pro team or whatever. They have a pro team contributing to Halo Infinite, and hopefully that product is something everybody likes. But when they love the game, they're passionate about it. Then then bigger projects come. The content comes. The the teams come. You get you get guys like Hector Rodriguez who who make the you know who who really kick things off like your optic gaming and whatnot. And uh, yeah. and. And then that's where your population comes from. And then it doesn't matter if the follow-up games are, it always matters if they're they're good or not. But it's like COD continues to be such like a world-renowned success because these creators keep it alive. You know, like they, yeah, they keep absolutely. it going. Like when um, that's why we have a franchise team, league for it. Yeah. Like they yeah. I know people who didn't even really like or follow Halo, but they would watch because the Optic Halo players were playing and they liked the Optic guys because they were in the content that exactly. Hex was making. Like yeah. that's that's what you need. You need someone who, even if the game sucks, man, make content, stream, do something to engage to build your brain because you need to invest in the scene for it to invest in you. You have to. Like, just that's that's crucial, man. Yeah. Not expecting a lot of that to happen yet, just with the current situation. I mean, I, I don't know how Halo CE, Halo 2, like maybe we get, let's say we get Halo 2 anniversary or Halo 3, and then that gives us a bit of a boom. I'm not sure if that'll really inspire people or something, or you get a couple PC streamers who loved mm -hmm. Halo back in the day. They come back, they like it. We um, just need a new game, honestly. Yeah, I That's think Infinite's going to be the thing, right? And I, I just mean, don't, yeah. 
I hope that people get into this creation before that. You don't just wait for it to come out and then just start trying to figure it out. Maybe, yeah. you know, build the skills, the repertoire now, and maybe you're not getting very many views, but just consider the fact that this is your your foundation, right? You're yeah, going to exactly. be ready. You'll be ready for whenever it comes out. This is the time out. to work the overtime and double yeah. time to yeah. secure the foundation. But yeah, honestly, I think a lot of these things stem from the fact that it's been five, six years. We need a new game. We need yeah. something. It's been too like, long. But yeah, we got to stream something. And, yeah, there's so many little things. And and these Halo games that are out are still great, but that, that's an issue too, is like there's Reach and there's Halo 5. I'm, I'm currently playing Halo 5 because I personally like to play Halo 5 more than I like to play Reach. And but there's no tournaments in the Halo 5 side. So there's there's we're fractured. We're a small community as it is, and we're playing all these different games. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, just infinite bringing everything together and and hopefully being what we want uh, could change things dramatically. And, I, and yeah, I hope it happens. It's just when things aren't going too well and you see somebody like Moses tweeting every single day all the bad news and, and ripping into people, uh, you know, he's real. He keeps but, it real. Uh, I love it. Yeah. It's and I, like, I, I, just, I know he loves he loves Halo and he wants what's best for Halo in the end of the day. He's just, uh, he won't hold back on the punches if he wants to throw them, you know? So, yeah. Look, look, um, you look, you need someone like that in the community to keep everyone yeah. grounded. Like you, you always need that guy because he's the one who will tell you how it is and how to fix things. Like, it's there's gonna be look I'm, when Halo Infinite comes out, I'm gonna be streaming that 24 seven. I don't play on sleep, hey. but like I, I need like I've tried like I've streamed a Master Chief Collection. I've had lag issues, so I haven't done it as much. But it's it, again like I need some. We need something new. Halo Infinite is like oh <gasps> like it's coming. Like I need it. It's we need yeah. something to stream and. While that while we're all engaged and wrapped up in it, I'm counting on him to be able to bring us down to earth and be like, hey, these are things that need to be fixed right away. And you're like, that's what we need. So I, yeah. I like it's honestly we have Halo and I'm speaking as we because I'm I've been a lifelong Halo fan. It's my one of my it's my favorite game ever. Halo 3 is the, the reason I bought an Xbox 360 when I was like 12. Yeah. At this point, like we as Halo fans and we as a Halo community, we have all the right pieces to be the MLG Halo 2008 days, 2007 days. We can do that again. We have to do, but we have to do it right. Let's say we have all the pieces together, but we need someone to start putting them together and when we can all start jumping in and gluing everything together. Like it's going to take a couple of months, possibly a couple of years, but we're on a good track. We just need to all work together to do this and we can do it. It's just, it's going to take communication and support from the top down. And that'll invest itself into the community and the amateurs and the pros and the content creators and all that shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Great. It's an uh, interesting time right now. They are, you know, a lot of people feel like they're being left in the dark on things. Uh, and it seems like that. We do have our event coming up. We got Anaheim. I I just hope that, you know, the mistakes that are coming up, this is all something that they're learning from and they're they're recognizing and that when Infinite comes out, there aren't any more mistakes, you know, everything's prepared. We've got the roadmap. That sounds very exciting. Um, as far as marketing goes, right? Like we, we want to have marketing, but when they have it, transparency in what we're going to get. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, just what we've come to expect at this point. And I, they hear us at this, like, I, I feel like they I know finally, finally 343 and and Microsoft, I think they, they recognize the importance of the competitive scene. And I feel like there's finally some cohesion. There's there's communication between the pros, between the community and the developers, and it's happening. It's just happening slowly and infinite is not that far away. So yeah, I know, I know real quick, because I know we've, we've gone on a lot of different yeah, topics today. Ready um, to wrap it. <laughs> yeah, but real quick, um, and this is this again, this is a point that summarizes everything. Yeah. To this, to any, to any 343 or Microsoft person who may see this, at some point, please trust the pros. Please trust the competitive scene. That's what I'll say. Because 
I understand, and this is for every game. Call of Duty does the same thing. It's for every game that's ever been focused about. Like the casuals bring in the numbers. We know that. The casuals bring in the numbers. They always have. They always will. Competitive usually doesn't get as much shine or as much support as it should. And we understand that we're a niche market and only us really care about it. But I'm telling you, look at Overwatch. They built the game from the ground up on competitive. And it became one of the fastest-selling, yeah. highest-watched competitive games and casually played games ever. Counter-Strike, yeah. same way. Came out as competitive, and it's got Overwatch yeah. and Counter-Strike have one of the largest casual player bases ever. I am telling you, listen to the pro scene. Listen to your competitive players. I understand you're scared, and you don't know about... It's not about your, like, it's not really return on investment. I get it. But you have no idea how much of a change will come if you invest in the competitive scene, how the casuals will come into play, and how that'll change everything. I promise you, yeah. it's worth it. Just listen to us. We know how to do this. We've been, do we've, we've been doing this for years. We know this. Just please, love God, listen to us and actually give us a trailer for Halo Infinite, I swear to God. So <laughs> that's, that's all I got. I, I hear you, it. man. I hear you. I, I, I <sighs> understand and respect the, the need to make bold improvements and innovations in Halo, and that's something that 343 is going to want to do. In the end of the day, it's their baby. But, yeah. but you're right. If the pros love the game and the personalities love the game, these are the ones who, who are the most important. They, they deliver the message, and that's the message that the community then perpetuates. And then yep. the game becomes that. It becomes that message. So I, I think that's huge. you, you got to get people, you know, like the top players or, or have the platforms, like somebody like a ninja, to come back and be like, damn, Halo is great again. And then there yep. you go. All the Fortnite kids will, will yeah, come uh, over. Hopefully, uh, hopefully not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no building in Halo, hopefully. We'll, I, don't oh, know. I hope they don't take that route. Anyway. Yeah, if they do, uh, that, lost, dude. <laughs> Anyway, I, I I agree that I think you know pray, I'm praying here. Got my hands together. Hope, hopefully, it, it's a comeback. I, I think it's possible that that Halo Infinite could make the comeback, uh, and maybe not be back on top, but could could really really explode. Um, Halo can make in, waves in a again. very short Halo period can. of time. It can make waves. There's everybody important in this industry today. They all came from Halo. They all love Halo. Dude, everyone, um, like even CS:GO, he talked to people and they're like, "Yeah, they, I played yeah. Halo when I first started." Yeah. It just it just has to happen has to happen right and it's got to start happening soon because yep. we're we're waiting here we're we're getting hungry it's uh yeah <laughs> thank you so much Sean for joining me today that's everything Thanks for having got. me man it was great, uh, great discussion and and hopefully the next time we interact it's celebrating the uh, the success of this game and this franchise we can do this bro we can do this I know we can <laughs> we can do this I agree man thank you so much for joining me thank you buddy no problem. And thank you, everyone, for watching today's episode of HCS Weekly. If you guys enjoy the show and you want to see more, make sure to check out the full VOD that will go up on YouTube very soon. Within a day or so, we'll have it up on YouTube.com slash UGC events. You can also listen to this on the go on Spotify, on Google Play, on all your podcast apps. Uh, we should hopefully have it up there as well. I want to listen to these on the fly and you know, add improvements and make sure you guys are uh, enjoying the show. Anyway, that's all we got for today. I'll see you guys again uh, next week. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you.